Hello. Hey there, there, everybody. Welcome to Beneath the Cowl. And we have a special edition, Hispanic edition here, 1st of March, on the first day of International Women's Month, no less, with such an amazing panel of people, such an amazing panel of, 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 of women, um, as well as actually, you know, the rest of us that are over here, we're just, we're, we're also participating. We're also living our lives and stuff like that. Just a quick disclaimer, actually, you know, we will be, you know, maybe actually using a little bit of adult language, maybe a little bit of a, you know, a little drinking and stuff like that, you know, just to keep things loose and lubricated. But beyond that, we're just here to have a good old time. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to shut up now and I'm going to go ahead and allow everyone here to introduce themselves you know, say a little bit about actually, you know, uh, about the, themselves and how long they've been cosplaying. Um, and then actually as a curb ball type of question, I'm going to ask, what is your least favorite um, uh, uh, dish of that's like from your country, like, 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 or, or from your background? Like what's the, the, the one plate that everybody's like, oh my God, this is awesome. And you're just like, it's all right. So um, we'll, start off, we'll start off with Joey. Joey, tell us a little bit about you. Hi, I'm Joe Pride Cosplay. I have been cosplaying for, I think, 11 years now. Um, my partner and I started this way back when. Um, uh, least favorite dish? I really don't like menudo. Um, <laughs> my dad loved it and I really couldn't stand the smell of it. So that would be my pick. <laughs> All right. All what right. is that? I'm sorry. Menudo, it's like a, I think it's like a soup. I really tried to stay as far away from it as possible when I <laughs> it. So I tried to learn at least about it. Blocked it. <laughs> I blocked it out of my head. Yeah. Fair, fair. All right, next we're going to have Mom, Mom the Cosplayer. Hi, my name is Eileen. I'm Mom the Cosplayer. I've been cosplaying for 10 years um, from New York. And my least favorite dish, definitely Juca. I hate Juca. Like, <laughs> I see it, my stomach turns. And it was always on the plate, every single dish. And I was like, oh. like people eat Juca fries? Eat Juca fries? I'm like, nope. Let me ask a follow-up question. Is it a is it a texture thing? Because I will tell you, I don't like you you guy either. I don't I don't care for it. I don't care for the the, 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 the I don't care for that. No, it's it's an everything thing. I would see it and my stomach would turn and it was like, oh I, I can't. I Man, can't. That's crazy. That. It's like a it's a root vegetable. Mm -hmm. oh. vegetable yeah. And it's yeah. just yeah. yeah. I like I like it in fries, but I never liked it in soup. So no, I'm like, whoa. Oh my gosh. Way, and I would always shove it to the side of the plate. It's just stayed, <laughs> it's just stayed beneath the ground. It just stayed. <laughs> like get, burn it with fire. Burn it all the way with fire. <laughs> yeah. All right. And now, actually, who do we have next? We have uh, Ivy Cosplay. What about you? Tell us a little bit about you. Hey. Um, eight years cosplaying. And my name's Ivelise. And my, um, I'm at ev.cosplay if you want to check out what I do. And for food, I would say mondongo. mondongo. It's the worst thing in the world. What is mondongo? I love mondongo. It's, uh, oh, it's delicious. It's guts. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you never, you never had gao gao? 
Kaukau is made from Mondongo. Uh, I think I've had Kaukau once, and I was like little when that happened, and I was uh, not a fan. So, <laughs> very Americanized, unfortunately. Smelling <laughs> from outside while they're preparing it, and yeah, worst thing ever. It's so good. Oh, wow. I, mean, I hey, agree. Hey, we're not Great. we're not here to yuck anybody else's yum. We're just <laughs> 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 off with a very controversial question. People are gonna yeah, be in the comments. I did, I did, but I, I mean you know what? That's what I I want be for those conversations to take place. So next cosplay flower, tell us a little bit about Hi. you. Hi. Hi, my name is Fiorella. I'm known as Fee, Theo, or Flower. Um, I've been cosplaying since 20, officially like 2017. Um, and I would say my least favorite dish from my background is, uh, it's called, sal if I remember correctly, it's called salpicado. And it's a type of, it's a type of dish um, that has, it's a sort of like a salad dish that has shredded chicken, but it also has beets in it. So mm -hmm. when I when I lived in Peru and they had like every now and then when I'd go to a to a family friend's house or my grandmother would make it I would legit and it's like in vegetables that are like picado so they're like mints and I would literally pick the pieces of beets one by one and send it to the side. over it. Yeah, but it's like anything that has beets in it, and that's like really the one dish that has it. I'm like, oh, no go, bro. And oyuko is another one too. Oyuko is like a root vegetable. It's like a tiny potato, but it's like a dish yeah. that they mm -hmm. make in Peru. My cousins would go bananas over it, and I'm like, oh, no go, Grandma. She would make a whole separate dish for me on the day that she would make a yuko. She's like, Fiona, this is for you. And I'm like, all right, thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jamie Bear Fancy Pants. Tell us Hi. a little bit about you. Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Jamie. Uh, I've been cosplaying since 2008. That was my first official cosplay, but I was like 12, 13. Um, and it's just been on and off since then, but I got really back into it with a passion about 2021. Um, and I'm just, I'm just still loving it. Still, still very passionate. Uh, as far as least favorite dish, uh, I, my family's from a coastal town and I don't like fish. Anything oh. water, oh, oh, wow. I can't do it. So anything having to do with fish. Not for me. Okay. All right. Dang. <laughs> no fish, no fish. All right. Now your name is Yummy. So what tell us a little bit about that where that came from. Tell us a little bit about you. And I can only imagine what you consider not to be yummy. Um <laughs> well, my name is Cindy, the Yummy Geek. Um, I started cosplaying in 2007, around the time that I met my husband. So 2006, 2007, he was the one that introduced me to cons and cosplay. Uh, the Yummy Geek, because I kind of combine food and cosplay, since I'm a big foodie, I love to eat. That's why when everyone's saying all these things, I'm like, I like that, I like that too. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, I don't really have a food that I dislike. It's more like I'm just tired of it and I'd rather, like when people ask me, oh, where can I find you know a good, this particular dish? I'm always like, I don't know, I don't like eating it. And that's uh, bandeja paisa, which is a very oh. popular Colombian dish. I'm just, 
you know, I grew up eating rice every single day with every meal, lunch, dinner, and I'm just riced out and I am beamed out like the frijoles, the chicharrones. <laughs> so that would be, and I know like my family's gonna disown me after this, but yeah, that one that is just not I'm dying right now. You know what? Like, they, hey Maria, take her out of the will, take her out of the will. <laughs> If they disown, if they disown you, we will adopt you. Don't you worry about it. We'll adopt you. We'll bring you. I'm in. adopting her first. She's got to cook for me. You have seen her. Stuff. Oh, there you go. See, you have, you have, you have, you have options. You have options. I, I have something. Yeah, I'm so happy about that. Yeah. Uh, Brenda. Hi, I am Brenda Mercedes. Um, I've been cosplaying since. Gosh, I don't even know. Like maybe twenty. 15 or so I think I started taking it a little bit more seriously around that time um or at least like trying to take it more seriously um yeah uh I think the one dish that okay it's not a dish that I don't like it's just the dish that I haven't really tried and I like again very Americanized so I haven't tried every dish for Peru um one dish that I haven't tried is ceviche and I know Fee's going to be like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. She's like, no. <laughs> um, but one dish that I know I will like never, ever try is um, the dreaded gooey gooey, which is, as some of you guys know, hamster. Uh, or no, is it hamster? Guinea no, it's guinea pig. It's a guinea, guinea pig. pig. Mm -hmm. Guinea pig. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I just know, like, there, there are limits. I have boundaries. I will not eat, like, you know, my nephew's uh, fifth grade pet. I will not do that. Oh, no. <laughs> the, many, the many faces I get that I say, oh, I've eaten that. I see that in a dinner plate. It's amazing to me. But <laughs> like, I, I will, it and it I will great. eat. But that's I will me. eat anticuchos. I love, I love meat. And you know, like, I, I yeah. guess it's just because I'm not like a big fish person. So it's just, it kind of just goes with the territory that like, hey, I haven't really tried ceviche. It's not really like my thing, but I will eat like cow's tongue or cow's heart. Sorry, cow's heart. Hey. Like that's, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine with me. <laughs> Again, no, no one's yucking anybody else's yum. So, you know, it's your journey. It's your world. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Next, actually, we have, and certainly not least, we have Stitch It Felix. <laughs> Namor. Thank you for waiting for me. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I I mixed up the the, the time zones and you know mixing mixing it in with a little bit of Mexican Standard Time and oh, I'm not surprised I didn't wait. <laughs> Joey, Joey's like no, bro, no. We we forgive you. We forgive you. We still love you. So I I, I did miss the question, but I'm assuming it was something you like and something you don't like food related. Well, something you don't like food related. What's the one thing? Because I usually people will say like, "What's your favorite dish?" and stuff like yeah. that. What's your least favorite dish? That's like you know of your of your background. What's the dish that you're like? Oh, mm. oh. it was already said, so I'm kind of like, oh, uh, but no, no, it no. is also <laughs> ceviche. <laughs> <laughs> but there are different. I'm not big on seafood. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's just. It's just too much. I, you know, I can eat shrimp. That's the funny thing. I can eat shrimp. If you fry it up and, you know, season it well, I can eat shrimp like nobody's business. But, like, ceviche, oh, I can't. I can't. I don't oh, like man. ceviche either, so it's fine. You no, know, there is one other dish. 
actually okay. um i've never tried it and i will never try it just because the idea of it it's um i forget what it's called but it's supposed to be uh you put i think raw ground beef and then you put a whole bunch of lemon juice in it with cilantro tomato and i forget what that's called so like a tartar I, type of thing i think so i know it's a pop it can't be a popular dish I think so. <laughs> that, that that sounds delicious. Is what it, it sounds, sounds like. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I will never ever try. <laughs> we'll we won't try like certain things that like are very popular and everything. But like you mentioned to a Puerto Rican mozilla, which yeah. is like blood sausage. Oh, I love that. And mm. I'm over <laughs> that. Oh, I'm like yes, like. But but a plant? Absolutely not. No, not. Wow. <laughs> wow. I will say actually, if, if, I will say actually, and, uh, so Felix, real quick, actually, just tell us a little bit. That was the other question. Was tell us a little bit about yourself, like how oh. long you've been cosplaying, you know. Okay. Uh, so my name is Joseph. Um, <clears throat> my both of my parents, my grandparents, are from Mexico. And I have been cosplaying for about, God, honestly, it's hard to keep track. Um, I've always been interested in, like, putting together costumes and throwing them together however I can. Um, ever since I was, like, a little kid. So, like, Halloween would come, I would try to throw it together and put something together, whatever I could, if it wasn't bought. And um, I don't know, at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I have to learn how to start sewing. So I did. And that was, like, about maybe three years before the pandemic. So... Mm -hmm. I've been going strong, in my opinion, like since then. And I just, I, I love cosplay. I love creating things. I love sewing so much. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I will, I will say, uh, at the risk of, of having to turn in my, um, my Dominican card is a uh, Platano Maduro. I <gasps> I know. I know. Is it controversial? Is it controversial? Absolutely. Um, I will say, but I, but, but in all fairness, I will tell you the reason why. There's an origin story to this, and basically, I had a bad experience with a banana once. A banana did me wrong, and since then, since then, I was just like, you know what? Forget you, banana. Forget you, <laughs> Platano Maduro. Forget. Now, here's the thing. Platano Verde, all day, every day. <laughs> Maduro. Maduro and me no, are no. not on, on. We're not in talking. Uh, I on feel talking like you're, for... you're talking to us about other things that's hitting deep. This is very triggering. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. You know what? I'm going to use this as therapy a little bit. Maybe there could be some underlying stuff. We'll discover. We'll all discover it together. Don't you worry about it. All right. So one of the great things about actually about panels like this is that we get to talk about our experiences. I love, you know, you know, when we get together and we get to talk about, you know, how we got not only to cosplay, but how that's impacted us as individuals, especially culturally, how we our even within this group, there's a cultural diversity from different countries. So I just want to ask you guys all individually, just like when you got into cosplay and you started doing this as, hey, this is a thing I want to do. What was, you know, what was the, 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 the response you got from your friends, your family members? Were they supportive? Were they not supportive? Like, what was that like from a cultural perspective? Because I think it's a little bit different than it is actually, because people think that this is sort of a white fandom 
But what was that like for you guys? And I'll actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a random round robin, and I'm actually gonna start off with cosplay flowers. <laughs> well, um, like, like many things I do, I, I really don't share it that much because I'm an only child, and a lot of things of of what I do and don't do, I kind of keep to myself until I, my mom gradually sees what I do. And then she'll ask me questions, she'll get curious, and then she'll kind of be a little reluctant about saying anything. But since I've set a boundary of sort of like, you know, these are things that I like, and then she's kind of like, you know, step it back. And then she, now that she's kind of discovered like how I like to get into cosplay, how much I enjoy it, how much I like socialize, because I'm not that much of a social outside of cons, believe it or not. Uh, but she she is my number one fan. And it wasn't only to my friends afterward that I kind of like gradually say, oh, I'm doing this, that, and the third. And I explain to them what cosplay is. And they're like, oh, my God, you dress up? That's so cool. But in in general, um, it wasn't like a, it was more like a thing that I kind of kept to myself as, again, to like many things that I do as a, I'm an only child. And um, and then as, as my mom saw me kind of like, blossom into this and, and and how I talk about oh yeah I did this I was in a contest I was in a panel and then she's like oh you were in a panel and she got all excited and I sent her a video so she's once again it wasn't something that I immediately said or first of all I didn't even know so my first cosplay was in like 2015-16 my last year living in New York City I went to New York Comic Con and I started dressing up as my very basic Jubilee I got I got some you know, people that were like, oh my God, I like your Julie. And then it kind of like was like, from there, I was just like, let me make this a thing. And then I reached out to somebody to start sewing the jacket. And then I kind of blossomed from there. And my mom, again, it's like my mom's a big stem of, of a lot of things because evidently I live with her and um, she sees me do things, doesn't see me do things. And, and here I am. And now it's like, I'll tell her about characters and she asked me about these characters that of course I know she doesn't know. Even just recently in the Dragon Con, Dragon Con panel we had, I dressed up as, if we're familiar with the boys, I dressed up as Stormfront. And if we're familiar with the series, she's very <laughs> racist. So I told her about the character a little bit. I didn't get into telling her about the show, but I'm like, oh yeah. She's like, who's the character? And I said, well, the short version is she's very racist. And she was like, oh. <laughs> and she, got, she, was like, she, was, she was sort of like, what's going on and i'm like that's the joke mom because i'm a minority and i'm dressing up as a very racist character in this and she's like oh okay you know <laughs> and that was it <laughs> but she loves the fact that how she sees me like shine and and how i enjoy myself like you know dressing up and she gets a kick out of it again whenever she sees me actually dressed up she's like like let me take a picture of you and that's where i get into a great school i'm like oh my god i'm taking a picture of you that's awesome I remember you at New York. We met at New York Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and enigmatic, like super friendly, fun. Like you would never imagine you being like you know just being an introvert or anything. Like she was like mm. all energy, super fun, and we've done <laughs> silk together. Like so awesome. Like yes, mm, mm. yeah, Heike. And it's hilarious because a lot when I say, "Oh, I'm actually shy," they're like, "What?" You're shy, and I'm like, never yes, guess. believe it or not. 
<laughs> I am very shy. <laughs> and that's and that's what cosplay does. It sort of actually you almost acts like an <clears throat> alter ego for you of like, you know, mm -hmm. when you put on a mask and people don't think that that's the real you. But um what about you, Joey? What was uh what was it like actually um when you started off and how did you know, how was it received? Did, um, you know, um, did you get support? Was it sort of a, uh, you know, why are you doing, why are you doing that kind of thing? Um, well, I started the hobby with my partner uh, kind of around the same time where we started dating because I always wanted to get in the hobby and so did he. So we kind of took that as the opportunity to learn together. Um, in terms of like my family's reaction, I am a creative person outside of the hobby as well. Like I'm an artist and a writer. So uh, I think that was kind of a nice buffer for my parents when I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting into sewing and getting into costume making. Um, they already kind of were supportive of my creative endeavors. So it was, I think, very natural for them to um, translate that supportiveness over to cosplay. Um, my mom, would actively force me to send her photos when I was out, out of state at conventions and I would do it easily. Um, and then randomly I would see like be tagged in her posts on Facebook with her sharing all of my stuff. Um, just cause she's a very proud mom. Um, so it was very, I'm very grateful to have that uh, support system in terms of my cosplay. Oh, nice. Right. Um, and yummy. What, how was your experience? Um, I'm going to say it's kind of similar to Joey's because my I've been in theater pretty much my whole life. So I've always been in that sort of creative um, spotlight type of thing. And when I started doing cosplay to them, I, they were very supportive. It was a very, they would say like, it's a very nerdy American thing to do. Uh, but they were, I mean, I was surprised because I grew up in a very um, Colombian household like Colombian traditions and the culture, very, very Colombian, not very Americanized. So I was surprised that they were extremely supportive. Same thing, taking pictures. They were so excited. I was going to my first convention with, then it was my boyfriend, but my now husband, um, taking pictures. Oh my God, you guys look so great. You look so cool. Everything is so cool. So to them, it was like, almost like being in theater, except, you know, instead of being on stage, I'm going to a convention pretending to be, you know, another character. So yeah, for, for me, it's it's always been very supportive, um, a, a good support system when it came to cosplay. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys think that the, you know, uh, there's an influence in your, you know, your cultural background, <clears throat> some of the, um, you know, some of the, the, the uh, whether it's TV, movies or whatever, that you, that might have sort of bled into your your fandom now as a um as as a cosplayer or as a geek actually and i'll start off with you brenda like is do you think actually what do you think the influences were when it came to that from a cultural perspective um growing up you didn't see a lot of people that were like of your background like it, you just felt like unseen for a while um and then you know all of a sudden out of nowhere we start getting like Blue Beetle, we start getting America Chavez, we start getting um, all these other people that just pop out of nowhere. And it was just actually really, like, fulfilling. It was like, it was really awesome to see that yeah. there was other people out there and that, like, it wasn't just strictly, this is going to sound bad, but, like, for Caucasian people, 
you know, for like for the white people, I guess. Um, it was, you know, like there was just like a diversity that just suddenly happened. And, you know, like um, I, I personally just like at first I was just like, let me just start cosplaying. Let me just do this. If people don't get it, then like that's on them. But I am this person. Uh, and some people didn't get it. So it was kind of frustrating after a while. And then like, as soon as I started um, cosplaying as like, as Korra, cause I'm like very known for Korra from Legend of Korra. It's like, oh, oh wait, so you're, you're actually Hispanic. So you're kind of indigenous. And it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then like, you know, you get like America Chavez. Oh, okay. So like America, you, you're Hispanic now. And it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where you know, at first when I when I grew up, I didn't see the people that I wanted to see. I see them now, but I see them for like my niece, my nephew. Like I took him to go see um, a, a Spider Verse, the first Spider Verse, and he was like so happy because he was just like, he's kind of like me. My my nephew is half Peruvian, half white. Miles Morales is half Puerto Rican, half black. So he's just like, yeah, that's that's kind of what what I I loved seeing is that like he just could relate even though I couldn't relate when I was younger I can relate now and yeah. he can relate and I feel like that's more important than it was for me because like yeah. even though like even though like you know like I didn't get that chance he's getting that chance and I'd rather him mm -hmm. get the chance and other people yeah so and what about you um Elisa do you you know what's the influence that you've had actually or what influence have has been had on you growing up and then actually and and how have you sort of navigated through it now actually as an adult so for latinos to inspire us i mean we had just Pirito. that's not going to inspire me to dress up like them sorry you know so instead uh my childhood heroes were shira and rainbow Wright. Um, you know, like all these blondes, which I didn't feel represented me. I couldn't see myself in them. Yeah. And so, like Brenda was saying, for my daughter, like today, I'm dressed up as Gabby, who's half Dominican. So, yeah. my my daughter loves Gabby. So now I love Gabby. Um, it's it's really good to see through their eyes and experience through their eyes. Um, my older twins love manga, so. I'm learning through them a whole new world and super confused because that's not what I grew up with. <laughs> they told me on um, all this stuff. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. where's your like merengue? And, and like, no, 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 no. Like they're listening to K-pop and doing all these other things. So yeah, you're I'm saying they need to like, like, they need to add merengue to K-pop and you need to have like a merengue manga. <laughs> there it is. Oh, there it is. You pitched a whole new idea. Your daughter should start that. Millionaires tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, they take bajatas and they make them in all kinds of ways. So that might be. A That's true. That is true. There there's it is. A very, there, there is a very, there's a very um, deceivingly dense population of Asian uh, people of Asian, Asian descent in Dominican Republic. It is like people are just like they're blown away. Like you, they'll come up to you and they'll start talking Spanish, and then they start talking in the very quick Spanish, like Dominican Spanish, and they and it just like, <laughs> like you are not. That's, that's, not, that's the same way in Peru too. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have yeah, There's 
We have cheese a lot of... is better than Chinese food. Yeah. There's so a lot better. of Asian, <laughs> Japanese, and Chinese influence in Peru as well. Yeah, yep. a lot of that. And you don't, and, and exactly. So, um, and so, Jamie, do you actually find now that you're co- now that you have actually started cosplaying, do you feel like you get cornered into specifically like, hey, you have to cosplay this because you are of Hispanic descent. This is where you. This is the box you have to fit in. Do you find a lot of um, uh, resistance from people um, in that regard in your experience? You know, actually, so. I started off cosplaying mostly anime cosplays and finding any kind of Hispanic representation in anime or manga is almost impossible. Um, so branching off of that, I, I, I myself embrace any kind of chance to represent any character of Latino descent because I, I'm Panamanian and mm-hmm. I don't know when, if ever, I'm going to have a chance to really embrace a character of my own descent, but I feel such a kinship with any other character of Latino uh, uh, heritage just because why not? Why not embrace those characters? They're so important. It's so important to embrace those characters. True, true. Mm-hmm. So, and so, and I'm going to ask, I'm, I, this is a question for everybody. So anybody that wants to chime in, do you find that you're having some resistance or that you're having people sort of box you into, hey, this is what you sort of look like. So this is who you can be. Or have you had a little bit more support and have you had a little bit more freedom without the influence of others? And it could be people like that are more brazen that come up to your face or maybe that anonymous person clicking away on their, on their, on your social media? Thankfully, at least in my case and knock on wood, it hasn't been that way where anybody boxed me in anywhere. It's more like I get kind of like uh, suggestions of different cosplay care, like to cosplay different characters. But besides that, because, oh, because you look like this, you should be this or that and the third and X, Y, Z. And it's more like, thankful, like I said, thankfully, I did hear around the grapevine through other cosplayers, which is a little bit, frustrating because the purpose of cosplay is to you know cost costume and play with it there shouldn't be rules with playing just like you know you should have fun with it regardless of whatever your background whatever your identity is and and you know i've had such a a great appraise especially you know like we're latinos We, we we our our family is a big part of our influence besides our outward influence so you know thankfully a little bit coming back to like you know my mom being curious and now my mom spreads the word to the entire family in peru because all my direct family pretty much lives there and they're all like oh my god that's so cool and then you know the whole thing much like joey it's like my mom's like my name she gets all like all giddy and stuff like that (laughs) and i'm like all right mom and half the time i'm like okay and then don't make a deal but the thing is that, you know, I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm quite grateful that I've had a lot of appraise in terms of, you know, a lot of people being like, I like your cosplay. You look really great. But no boxing in or anything like that. And, and okay. you know, one, once again, you know, knock on wood. And I just like push off anybody who has the audacity to do that to me. That's it. It's, it's yeah. cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's cosplay. <laughs> That's true. And actually, and I think actually a lot of times it's just keyboard keyboard warriors that like to do that kind of stuff and like to... Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, specifically, you know, and if you're whether it's whether it's actually this or maybe even actually gender bending a character, 
like there's always you know people who like to gatekeep and say well no you're not doing this this way so that way that um you know that's you're not the way you're doing it you're not doing it the way in my head canon it works so ergo mm. you must be wrong that kind of stuff um so that's block yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Has anyone else had any other experiences actually with with this kind of stuff? Um, and again, um, and, and this can run the gamut of also, like I said, if you if you cross play or anything like that, have you had any of that resistance come through? I think I actually. Thing. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, um, I I thankfully I haven't really gotten boxed in as far as like you know you can only cosplay this because you only look like this or you can't do blonde blue eyed characters because you don't you know you're not blonde with blue eyes. But I have gotten the age thing before where, oh, well, aren't you a little old for that character? Or aren't you a little this for that character? Um, and it, it, that kind of thing I have experienced as well as the gender bend um, situation. Oh, well, that doesn't look like this or he wouldn't look like that. Or why do you like to dress up like a man? But those kind of uh, <gasps> remarks I've gotten, yeah. Ew. Uh, I've definitely, I feel you on that, and I'm probably the oldest person here. No, I know I'm the oldest person here. And Are you sure, Mom? Are you sure? Are you? <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, um, I turned 50 in October, and there, <laughs> and there is this idea of how a mother who's at this age should be acting. And I actually had a friend of mine say to me just a couple of years ago, I had showed her, um, I do Katana is one of my top cosplays that I absolutely love doing. And she said, you know, you think a woman of your age should be walking out dressed like that. Oof. I was like, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> now watch me wear even less. But um, I, you know, I, I feel like there are these preconceived notions, whether it's your skin color and me being, a, a you know, as I love to tell people, I'm a light skinned, you know, Boricua and, and, you know, I, 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 you know, I love, yeah, I always say like my family looks like a, like a pot of Sancocho. It's like, we're all different, you know, uh, colors and textures and everything. And it's, it's beautiful. But I always feel like people have this preconceived notion of what you're supposed to look like, what you're supposed to sound like, um, what you're supposed to act like. And I think the most important thing, especially in our community, is that we do things that make us happy presently because it's it's our life. We have to enjoy it and we're not hurting anyone. Um, and whatever people have to say really doesn't have anything to do with us. It's their own traumas, their own issues their own perceptions and i think you know I, i've never aside from that comment i've never really had anything it, it was really more of the age like why are you cosplaying that character um they're 15. Because i feel like it you know and I, i've always wanted to um i one of my dream cosplays is um black um uh t'challa's mother the queen yeah. And I really want to cosplay her. Um, and I've had some people say, well, make sure you don't color your skin. I'm like, obviously, I'm not, I, I don't have to. I love the color of my skin, but it's the essence of the character. It's the essence of what they represent. And whether it's a villain, because sometimes we like to represent a villain, or we want to represent the best of that character or what they are, it's really the essence of who they are. So, you know, these little, 
ideas like, oh, you look like this character, you should, you know, cosplay, you shouldn't cosplay that character because you're not the right skin color. I think it's, we all agree, it's completely ridiculous yeah. and, and, and harmful, very yeah. harmful in our community. I would agree, yeah, because it is actually. <laughs> we, 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 um, I think you hit it right on the head when you said actually that whatever is bringing you joy isn't taking away from anybody else unless you're unless what you're doing is encroaching upon someone else's joy but if you're if what you're doing is not affecting negatively anyone else in any way form shape or fashion and you're making yourself happy then that's the important thing it shouldn't be hey i'm gonna you know i'm gonna go ahead and live by this standard because these people say i have to look this way or i have to specifically yeah. whatever if you want to cosplay at whatever age you want to cosplay at whatever you know, um, you know, gender you want to cosplay, whatever uh, weight you want to cosplay, like any of those things. Actually, these are these are things that are bringing you joy. Who cares what anybody else thinks? I mean, and, and realistically, most people don't have the for at least for me. Like I'm, I love comic book and comic book um, heroes. I know I don't look like the way they draw those heroes. I, I don't have any aspirations to look like that. I don't have any aspirations to have you know a, a a 12 13 14 milli pack of you know of, of, of stuff like that's not look not very me. heroic you look <laughs> you know but yeah i mean but that's that's the whole thing and so i think it's what's very interesting i do have a question and this actually more applies to um uh, to my to my cis male um, cis female women here is actually we grew up in an environment where um, physical interaction is acceptable as part of when you're when you greet family, for example, you kiss on the cheek or you hug and stuff like that. How? But I will say, obviously, also there's also the part of it when it comes to being in a con and cosplay, and if having people respect your boundaries. How do you navigate through that? Like, I want to. I really want to under, like understand how do you like balance that out because that's actually like i said your your upbringing you could be very tactile but when you're out in the world you're just sort of like i don't want any creep to just freaking come over and like hug me how do you guys handle it and i and i'll start with with um i'll start with jamie and then actually you know i want to hear from everybody else uh i'm i'm a very friendly person i think it's actually funny because i think i myself had to kind of in a weird way, unlearn that like, not everyone is comfortable with that because I did grow up in that that environment where you do hug, you kiss on the cheek and you're you're very physical and loving towards the people that even like, you know, your, your uh, family brings over people you don't know and you still do the same thing. So I, I that's something I had to unlearn a little bit and uh, even teach myself that, um, you know, to, to ask if people are comfortable because people, there are people that are not comfortable with touching in that way. So yeah. I'm getting better every time. If you want to hug, can I hug yeah. you? What, like, what are you comfortable with? But, um, yeah. I, I personally am, I am, a, I'm unfortunately a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing, and nothing wrong with that. But yeah. What about you, Brenda? Do you, do you find that that's, um, that's a challenge for you to sort of like make that peace, if you will? 
I went from hugging and kissing everybody to like, please don't touch me. <laughs> very, <laughs> very quickly, very quickly. Um, a pandemic because... will do that to you. <laughs> exactly. There you go. There you go. We will, we will blame the pandemic on that. But at the same time, it's just like I, I'm always around people. My job is with people. So like after a while, people just get exhausting. But if like I know you and if like, you know, we good, I'll be like, oh, my God, come here. Let me like give you like un besito, y un abrazo, y, y like, oh, my God, how's like everything and everything like that? I like I'm not all just like, you know, get away from me. I'm I'm like, you know, I will if I if I feel like you're close to me, I will give you I will give you that. Like you are now my my family that yeah, way. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fiore, what about you? Um, I would say I'm very much like, I'm more like Jamie, because I don't mind, like, first of all, much like Brenda, if I've encountered you, interacted with you via social media and everything else, and I get to see you in person, like, holy shit, oh, yeah, you're great, this, that, and the third. Now, I, I am aware that a lot of people are not like, like, I don't mind. I, I mean... I want to hope you are respectful of, you know, like me as a person, and I will definitely be respectful to you as a person, but I will definitely hug you. I don't feel like I'm at that level of, like, if I had to see Brenda again, I'd give her a hug, a kiss, mm -hmm. like the whole Latino nine yards, right? Oh, yeah. But I can go as far as, like, if I just meet you, I'll give you, I can go as far as just giving you a hug. I don't think I'm at that level of cool with you for me to be go the Latino nine yards of giving you the kiss, the hug, you, you the bomb.com and everything else. I was the sign of the cross. Yeah, the cross and all that. But if I see you next time, like if the con is like, I don't know, something like Dragon Con, it's like five days or six days and shit, shit like that. And I see you the second day and I was cool with you the first time interacting you. Oh, you bet your silver dollar. Not only am I going to be buzzed, but I'm going to give you the hug, the kiss, the whole nine Latino nine yards. And then it's like, the Holy oh, Spirit. You're going to break out an egg. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, you know, like, I'm, I'm more a little bit open about it. But of course, you know, respecting other people's boundaries, they are not, you know, no matter how Latino, how not Latino you are, yeah. you know, they're not about that. And that's totally understandable. Like, I, I get it. I mean, much like everybody else here, I grew up in the whole you know, the whole kit and caboodle of, ah, yo, la mijita, the hug, and the kiss, especially if you're your close family and everything else. Yeah. And this, that, and the third. So I'm I'm pretty cool with it, but I'll be very honorable and respectful. And I do pay attention to the um uh I, I know a lot of people what before they go to cons, they post in their stories, like I'm pretty sure you guys mm -hmm. seen it, the templates of like, you know, these are my boundaries and these are like, you yeah. know, this is where you can like touch me or you, you yes, you can hug me, or no, please don't hug me and stuff like that. I do pay attention to that. I might yeah. not interact as much. But when I am slightly aware, if I'm going to the same con and you're probably going to the same con, I will pay attention to that. So that way, if I do actually run into you, I want to respect your boundaries and be like, all right, you don't want to hug. I'll say hi to you at a distance. Hey, it was great to meet you. This, that, and the third. And that's like the type of person that I would, I would cool. definitely, like I am in general. <laughs> yeah. Ivelisse? Um... So I am definitely an introvert. Okay. Yeah. And I tend to code switch depending on the environment and who I'm with, um, both in my language as well as in my demeanor, how I, how open, um, how comfortable I feel being open. Um, 
in when I'm in cosplay, I tend to let others lead the the interaction. You know, if they if they really like the character, you know, and they want to embrace it, you know, I I feel that that's coming with positive intent. You know, usually um, the cosplays that I do aren't like in the sexy category, so I don't often have to deal with that, which a lot of people do, mm -hmm. um, except for like Domino. Sometimes when they see stuff. It's like over here, the eyes are up here. <laughs> um, but the one thing, both um, everywhere, is hair. Um, especially before the pandemic, people touching my hair. It's yeah. super curly, it gets really big. And often they ask after they've touched it, oh, can I touch your hair? And they're already touching it. And it happens everywhere, supermarket, everywhere. So oh, God. that's like, you know, I don't know where your hands have been. So please, someone listening to this, please don't touch people's hair. Oh, <laughs> or, no. Or, or, yeah, or just don't, yeah, just don't touch people's hair. Period. Like Period on that, yeah. Unless a man is my significant other, he is the only one allowed to touch my hair. Other mm -hmm. than that, unless you're like my bestie, my diehard bestie, and we'll just like, you know, goof around a lot, bet. But anything besides would, that, no go big dog. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking say, countless. Like I can't even tell you how many strangers have come up to me and just touch my hair. Sometimes I'm not even bizarre. That that's dumb. Right, that's so fucking rude. I'm sorry. Yeah. That yeah. is very I, like, rude. That's, I agree. That's not acceptable. Like even before the pandemic, and now that right. a pandemic yeah. has happened, it's like now I definitely don't want any part of you touching me <laughs> without permission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I just make a quick public announcement? I'm just going to look at the camera and I'm going to face actually to the world. Imagine other people's hair as if you walked around and saw a burly, hairy person actually sweaty and hurly, hairy. Would you go up and touch their hair? You wouldn't. So treat it the same way. Don't touch the other person's hair. That's it. That's just end of sentence. That's your public announcement for your public service announcement for the day. What he um, said. <laughs> um, and I want to hear actually also from mom and from Yummy about the same the same question I asked about, you know, just sort of that interaction and, and, and how you've adapted to it coming from our background. I'm very, um, I'm very like Cusco, no touchy. I, I, <laughs> I, I get really uncomfortable sometimes. Um, I mean, obviously in a convention when I'm dressed up, I feel like it's a little bit different. I tend to not be me anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. Thankfully, and I don't know, I, I could only imagine that it's because I'm usually always with my husband. Nobody really approaches me in a disrespectful way or like immediately tries to hug me or tries to touch me. It's very like, oh, hey, can I? They're asking me, but I can tell they're looking at my husband like, can I take a picture? Or can I do this? I mean, my husband's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, we all kind of know the way that the convention life <clears throat> is. But I feel that because of that, I haven't really encountered that sort of disrespect or somebody coming up to me or like rushing me or because I've seen it. I've seen where people just kind of rush and start hugging and the other person is either really comfortable with it or you can tell they're very like, oh, what is this person doing? Um, but again, because I most of the time when I go to these conventions, I'm with my husband who's also in cosplay. They nobody really approaches me in a disrespectful manner. So I've gotten lucky in that sense. But if they did, I'd probably be eh. <laughs> A I, I'm sorry. I'm not that I'm not friendly. I'm just very like. Even before the pandemic, I was very like, no, no touchy. 
<laughs> no, I mean, and, and again, that's it's nothing to apologize for. That's you. That's your. Yeah. Those are your boundaries, and they, and people need to respect that. If you're not a if you're not a touchy feely person, nobody needs to be anywhere in your orbit at all, ever, except for your husband. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even him, sometimes maybe you'd be like, "Hey, man, back up." Yeah. Back. Yeah. <laughs> like, no touchy. It's like back all the way up. <laughs> exactly. All right, I, and then. And mom, I'm, I'm sorry, somebody was going to say something. I'm sorry. No, I think I'll. Um, right. I think like there's, there's, there have been times when things have gotten uncomfortable because some of my cosplays have been very sexy and very, you know, whatever, skin showing, tight, you know, and I enjoy that. Um, but I also grew up in the South Bronx. So I have South Bronx face. So li like literally it's like... <laughs> Mom, I thought you were going to say I, you, I grew up in the South Bronx, so I know how to throw hands. I figured that was the <laughs> South He's Bronx. He for and you know, like I, I, I am a very, um, you know, also, you know, I am a very, I am a hugger, and I'm a, with people that I know and people I'm friends with. And there have been times when you know, young people, because as a teacher as well, you know, I get hugged all day long by high schoolers. I have high school students, and they need hugs too. So there, you know, there are times that, you know, I'll get a young cosplayer come up and they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, come, come in for it, you know, and that's it. It's when you, knowing your boundaries and know, like you can read people and I read people very well. And so when I, I have gotten feelings from, from people, men and women that I just didn't feel good about. And you have to be unapologetic about it um, and just know like hmm, you know and it's your body language and i i i don't think it's i i do think that when new york comic-con came out with cosplay is not consent year um years ago i think it, it was way before the pandemic it was a couple of years before that i think yeah. that started an entire you know awareness of mm -hmm. asking people because before that I had like I had people as I was katana and I had people actually trying to pull my mask down to see my face. And I'm like, whoa, oh, like that, we don't do that. And um I, you know, I've had some instances where I I, you know, felt violated in a sense of not feeling comfortable and being touched a certain way or having arms around me. And then after that, and with more people speaking up, you know, I, I find like more people will say, can I take a picture with you? Can I put my arm around you? And I have said no. You know, I have said that. Like, no, I don't feel comfortable with that, but I'll stand next to you for a picture. And yeah. I think, people, you know, regardless of your culture, and I hate, hate, hate when I hear the excuse of, well, in my culture, well, that's great. But yeah. regardless of your culture, if I don't Ew. feel comfortable, my comfort, my boundaries trumps <laughs> culture any day. Yeah. So while, yeah. I'm very, while I'm very respectful of culture, I myself come from a very touchy-feely culture. Um, nowhere in our culture does it say you violate people's boundaries and feelings of, you know, uh, of being comfortable. That's yeah. not, that's not, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's not there. That part. It's yeah. not, that. it's not an excuse. So, you know, I, I feel like that's something that we have to be comfortable with and we have to tell, our, especially our younger cosplayers that are coming up into the community and are more vulnerable to being led into that lie. You know, yeah. that's something that they have to understand. And this is for all genders. Yeah. Agreed. You know, 
all genders. All right, so public service announcement number two for the evening is actually, <laughs> you know, cosplay is not consent. And just so you know, mom, the cosplayer throws hands. <laughs> just so just so watch out if you see her in New York Comic Con. If you see her in New York Comic Con, don't owe her money because she will come after you. And do not, and do not come after her church. Her, I was about to say church's chicken. Her Popeye's chicken. Don't come after her. Popeye's. She'll put the, the short version is if you're around her, you play stupid games, you get the stupid prizes. That's, that's, right. that's it. What's the, what's the math? It. It's like it's like it's like the, the, the whatever the equation is that this is the smoke around and find out. This, this is the find out. <laughs> you know, the change. Exactly. Exactly. Can I add one funny one there? Um, mom, the cosplayer just gave me a flashback, a horrible one from when I was in college. I worked time on a cable and at trade shows one of the jobs that they had me do was dress up as the universal remote you couldn't see my face i was this big remote that has all these colorful buttons in inappropriate places Whoa. and people would go to these, <laughs> these uh -uh. trade shows and they want to touch the buttons so, there you go Oh, oh, no. oh my gosh. Uh, I, That's I terrible. People. I really want to fight people. Like, I don't even know these people. I want to fight them. Yeah, yeah. right? What is, again, I'm not going to yuck anybody else's yum. If your yum is you are into inanimate objects, because I know that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> okay, cool. If you're into remote, cool, whatever. But the, there's, there's a human being inside of the mascot thing. There's still a human being inside of yeah. the mascot costume. Like, uh, calm down, people. Yes. You don't know That's them. True. They don't know you. Why are they touching? Right. I don't understand. So rude. I, really, I, I really do not understand that. I've never been able to understand that in my in my 40 <laughs> years of life. I've never been able to understand <laughs> that kind of, like, brazen, let me touch somebody, actually. Let me touch, you know. And, and obviously, I'm talking more so specifically about cis men. Like, what is your obsession with going over and grabbing stuff? Si eso no es tuyo, tú no le pongas la mano. Don't but put your hands on it. Don't put I've your hands on it. Women have been out of pocket. I've seen women out of pocket. Yeah. Just, and yeah. I feel like I've seen women yeah. like go up to guys and woo. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, no, no. You no. ask permission mm -hmm. with them too. You have to ask permission. Yeah. 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 Guys, my shirtless, you still say, hey, can I take a, like, I'll still say, can I take a picture with you? Can I put my arm around you? Even yeah. if it's a guy, I still ask. Like, it's the rule applies yeah. to everything. Yeah. My, and, I took my son to a con, and yeah. he was dressed up as L from um, from Death Note. And some chick was dressed up. I'm sorry, but I was mad. And she was dressed up as Light, and she ran over to him. And mind you, the child was 14, and she ran over, put her arm around him, was like, "Oh, oh, it's my L." And I'm like, I just walked over. I'm like, first of all, he's 14. Secondly, you look thirsty, and she. Ooh. <laughs> Ew. Oh my gosh! Do some water on her. <laughs> I mean, my ice compelled you. Water. My son wasn't complaining, but I sure as hell was. I was like, "You can peel yourself off." Yeah. Like, calm down. And she was twenty years old and didn't realize he was fourteen. 
Like, come so, on. Oh no. I do want to. I do want to actually ask because I don't want. I don't want Joey and uh, and Joseph to actually. You know, I want to add them into the conversation. And actually, make sure. Do you guys have struggles with 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 cosplay consent? Um, actually, uh, with 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 anybody of any sex or gender coming up to you and maybe being a little. You know, because I see like Joseph, you're dressed up as Namor, for for example. So you have your shirt up. Do you have occasions where that's happened, where someone's violated like your space and just been a little too touchy feely? Yeah, I've had a few instances where uh, somebody I did not know clearly crossed a boundary. I had no idea who this person was. So um, he had asked for a hug. We were both dressed in cosplay. And I said, okay, that's like that's fine. Yeah. And then he grabbed my butt. Ah. Um, I remember it. Ironically enough, it wasn't in my Namor costume. It was in my uh, super, my my John Kent Superman costume. It's still pretty tight though, so you, you see almost oh, everything. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, but he did. Mean, and because it's, um, it's super tight doesn't mean actually that that's that 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 doesn't mean touch here. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's not an invitation. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I. And I remember in that moment, like I, I stopped, I moved his hand and I, I looked at him and I said, do not do that again. And then I walked away. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, of course, I let my friends know at the time, I think this was at QCon. Joe, Joe was there. <laughs> I was there. Uh, Joe actually may remember the individual. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like, and then I, I let my friends know like, hey, like this, this is what this guy did. If he does that to you, let, let me or anybody else know, because then I will say more words to him than I had said before. <laughs> Because oh that's like that's that's not okay. No, no. no. I've definitely like witnessed it in regards to like my partner. Um, I've seen it happen to him on multiple occasions where it's just like, why do you think that's okay? Like, uh, we were at C two E two one of the first years we were cosplaying. So this is like 2014, 2015 and he had we had just debuted like our first gender bank costumes ever. And he was dressed up as Storm, and I was dressed up as Kitty Pride. And this dude um, walked up to him and visibly, like, was like, "Oh, like I can see everything," like unprovoked, unannounced, just like walked up to him and said that to him. And I could tell it made him like vastly uncomfortable. And it's like, I think it's important to point out like the the bigger aggressions that happen in terms of like crossing boundaries, but also like the tinier ones, like the microaggressions per se, yeah, because definitely yeah. like my partner didn't appreciate that. I didn't appreciate that when he came back and told me about it. Um, so it's like tiny stuff like that, like really gets under my skin. Or I know he had brought up bringing up the cosplay is not consent signs. I remember a few years prior to that I, at C2E2, because I used to live in um, uh, Inia, uh, I would see men taking photos of women because like there's multiple floors at the McCormick Place Center. And I would see them taking photos of women walking over like on higher elevations, wearing like skirts or tight clothing. And I could see them doing that like in passing. And it's like, what about that? Did you think that was okay? You know what yeah. I mean? So like stuff like that really gets under oh. my skin. This is why we can't have nice things. That's the reason, mm -hmm. that's the whole thing. It's just people, yeah. people, people try to find ways to make things like unnecessarily hostile like just be be freaking cool man just be does, just understand like huh? why you be that person like it's ugh. well yeah and and not not only why be that person but understand that the person behind that costume is still a human being a, a living breathing human being that has feelings that under that like you they're not an object 
They're not actually, yeah. they're not your fantasy. They are not actually, just because you might have your in your head, hey, I have this fantasy about this remote, doesn't mean you go and actually <laughs> get the freaking remote. It doesn't mean that. Just respect the boundaries and say, hey, this is actually, this is, this is, uh, you know, not cool. And I think actually, obviously we all agree and all are, are you know, uh, of the same mindset that ultimately it's, you know, regardless of our cultural background, because like I said, and that was a sort of the whole theme of this conference of this part of the conversation was we, you know, culturally we hug, we kiss, we're very embracing, but that doesn't give anybody else the excuse to be like, I'm just going to come in or whatever. I know, like I'm a hugger. I am, you know, my understanding is I got to check with Guinness, the world, uh, uh, world record, because my understanding is I'm up for the greatest hugger of all time, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, 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 I could be a bit sort of uh, biased, but uh, my hugs are pretty awesome. I'm just saying. But that doesn't mean that everybody wants a hug. Not everybody wants to be touched. Not everybody wants to be like whatever. If you want a hug, I'm, I'm going to tell you I am a safe space for a hug. If you ever need a hug for whatever reason, whether it's because you're happy, whether it's because you're sad, whether it's because you're hungry, whether it's because you haven't had Popeye's chicken, whatever the reason is, I'll go ahead and give you a hug. Eileen's face. What? Where? Eileen, I'm just going to go ahead and say Popeye's chicken as many times as I can, so that way hopefully they'll get it. Like, you know, anybody that's watching, hashtag mom the cosplayer yeah. loves Popeye's chicken. That's the hashtag. And then follow that so that way actually we can get a sponsor. Their sponsor. Sponsor her. Sponsor that's the her. Trend. Yeah. Um, all right. So now that we talked, we delved into some some more like meteor, not as happy, but you know, I'm gonna actually there's some audience questions actually by our, our lovely host. So uh who is your favorite artist? And song like right now, what's the song that has you vibing and jamming? I'm gonna start with you, Joey, at the top. Not me. I'm. A, I was ready to open up my Spotify and be like, okay, what's yeah, the most too. played? <laughs> Literally, Fair. give me two seconds and I will see. Uh, right, because you're like, okay. oh, favorite artist and song this week, this today, the last hour, this month. <laughs> what's the hotness right now for you? Anybody actually who wants to jump in can jump in. If if, if you guys are still. Um. You, I can say Maybe. probably Dua Lipa. Her newest, uh, her newest song, "Training Session," is a really good song. Okay, all right. I love Dua Lipa since I think her. Well, there was her breakout hit of like the Rules one. I can't even remember the song, but like her newest album is shaping up to be pretty good. And Fusion Nostalgia got me through the pandemic. So, Dua Lipa. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. Um, like, I got lately, like the newest song uh, for me is Se Vuelve Loca by De Oro and Gente de Zona. So what Spotify at least does with me, sometimes it'll do like the day list and I'll play that throughout the day. And sometimes it'll have like Latino majority artists. And I came across this song that's called Se Vuelve Loca. And the beat is so catchy. I've been listening to it at the gym, jumping rope, and that's been getting me going <laughs> a, a lot. And I'll even, even in my rest in between, when I catch that song, you'll catch me, like I'll have the lift, like the weights on the side, and I'm out here just dancing and jamming it out in between my breaks whenever I'm like <laughs> either resting or, or, or jumping rope at the gym. So for sure, se vuelve loca. Everybody listen to it because you'll, you'll dance it out. Whoa, is that all? All right, uh, cool. Mr. Cosplay Alliance is saying 
who is your favorite Hispanic artist? So I guess I have to change mine. <laughs> I, would say, I would say we could, we, if, you have, if you have both, answer both. But if you only have one or the other, that's cool too. Sweet and simple, Kelly Ochis would be my favorite. Okay. I, I am also a fan of Kelly Ochis, uh, Dame Besos, Muevete. That's been like my hype up song right before I have to clock in. So good. Because like, you know, if, I, if I'm if i there, I'm just like at the time clock, just like dancing and everyone's looking at me like, Brenda, you have like so many things to do. You're a supervisor. You need to like stop doing that. But I'm just like, I'm, I, I got a minute. I'm finishing the song. Give me one minute. Okay. <laughs> so that's me for favorite Hispanic um, artist and song. Other than that, um, I've, I've, I'm, I, I guess I really should have been a theater kid when I was younger because I've been jamming out to the Hasbun Hotel uh, oh, songs. It's so good. And I just, I can't pick one from a song from there. And since they're pretty diverse in there too, I'm just like belting it out on my way to work. And then I hear, you know, like everything else. And yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. I There's like a, a lot of kid. influences in that Yeah, show there mm -hmm. are. You know, and like I, I was just really happy and and like kind of proud because like you know you, you actually do see that there and you know how I was saying beforehand like I didn't see that beforehand but I am kind of seeing it now, even if it yeah. is like you know a cartoon or whatever it's more of an adult cartoon which is great. So it, I'm sorry, it's I'm sorry, it's more of an adult. No, 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 no. Let's change that sentence. It's an adult cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, very yeah. adult cartoon. Please do not watch that with anybody under like the age of like 16 at least. Um, so maybe, maybe 14. It's, it's uh the Hasbin Hotel or Hasbin Hotel. I will take that under advisement. Yeah, I please not. I do not, not let your daughter see that mo, please. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too late? Did you let her see that show already? She's binged, she's binged it twice. I've binged it like four times at this point. I binged it twice. <laughs> and the first time I was with her because, again, I wanted to go ahead and see what it was. And I did cringe a bit at some of the more adult topics. Um, but, you know, I'm also a firm believer in just sometimes actually, you know, I, you know, especially actually in my generation when I growing up, I remember watching movies that I shouldn't have watched and I didn't have the parental supervision to know. Yeah. So yeah. my my everything was warped about what I understood. <laughs> yeah. from like when it came to sex or when it came to violence, like it's very warped. Whereas if I think you're sitting there with a child, I'm not saying you could expose any child to anything, but when they're at an age where, you know, they've already started information has started seeping through you know, preteen kind of stuff. Yeah. It's better, for me at least, I feel like it's better to be like, hey, let's talk about these themes. So that way you don't get a weird sort of like warped completely, like, don't be messed up like me. I'm already messed up. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Oh, Sometimes there's not even parental guidance with that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I have a memory, like no, no father should they're letting should be letting their their seven or eight year old child watch the scene in Terminator Two where the Sarah Connor is dreaming of a nuclear explosion going off. In the <laughs> <laughs> that gave me nightmares for months. Yeah, I saw that in theaters with my dad. So I I don't have I don't feel I have a warped version because they knew very well what they were exposing me to, and right. so they would talk to me about it. So that, I'm the yeah. same way with my kids. So yeah. they would be like, oh, you know, they were very like vocal about like, these are actors. This is a movie. 
which is why I probably became a theater kid because I loved, you know, I was exposed yeah. to a lot of things, probably things I shouldn't have been watching either. Certain, like when you, you mentioned the sex scenes for that, it was always like, okay, close your head. Here's the thing. I, I do find that funny, especially culturally for me, because the way I see it is I grew up on watching things like, you know, and Eileen, I think you're, you can back me on this because this was actually right around our time. Things like, things like, well, no, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the very sort of like sexually explicit in the sense of like very, very heavily hand, hinted, like Iris Chacon. Or or, yeah. or early on Sabado Gigante, any of these oh things, yeah. women are yeah. women are dressed very very scantily, and all the jokes have a lot of innuendo. And yes. ultimately, you're a kid, and, <laughs> and then yeah. and your and your parents are watching this, and you're like, here, this is funny. Come over here. And yeah, watch yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> exactly, and oh, then, and yet. Like you were allowed to watch sex scenes in my, like in my household, it was like I know no no no, but we could watch people get blown up, blown up, mm -hmm. murder, blood, murder, gore, <laughs> genocide, like horrific yeah. movies. I know no no, but people are making love. No, you. Can't. But if people were having sex, it was like, <laughs> right? Absolutely, <laughs> your ears. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And that's, so, that's that's why I say that's why I say it's warped, because unfortunately, what it comes Absolutely. down to is that there's a lot of my personal opinion is there's a lot of more weight to to to, to people give to sex. And, and 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 that's what I think is why we tend to be a lot more repressed in the sense of like, you know, just accepting other people's lifestyles and other people's things, because it's we are so this is what it is. And so, but violence, right. who cares about that, man? I yeah. watched RoboCop when RoboCop came out, and I and that movie, people were getting stuff blown away all over the place, and it was okay. <laughs> yeah. mm. Horror movies left and right. People get Some of my first movies were like Puppet Master and Halloween as a kid. Oh, no. I Child's have not seen a horror movie since I was a kid. I could not, yeah. and to this day, I can't. Like, maybe a thriller if I'm feeling a little like, Whoa! My mom tried to censor my dad. Horror? Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but the irony, you know, Joey, he mentions like you know everybody is excited about horror movies. My irony is, I will not step into like a horror movie like Saw. That no, but you will catch me first in line to watch a ghost documentary. Anything about ghosts? <laughs> That's where I am. Yeah, aliens. <laughs> I am first in line. Like. I can believe that. Yeah, that's a probability. Yeah, there it is. I, I want to say, I, I want to say that might be like the spiritual part of us because, like you know, we we know like how to get rid of those. We do the saging. We have we have the egg. Yeah. So as soon as you have the egg, so like so yes, I I totally get you with that because like I will watch any type of ghost documentary or anything, but like as soon as I like get get like scared, I'm just like nope, I gotta get my egg, I gotta get the egg. <laughs> my my buffer is watching just cartoons. Like if I get a little bit too like intimidated and a little paranoid, I'm like all right, I gotta watch all my old school cartoons, Bobby's World, like you yeah. know Care Bears and that kind of thing. That way it'll it'll like kind of like alleviate my like little paranoia or so like yeah. just going back to what Mo said you know you have this warped reality like my mom's way of being like she's like well you're a female so you have to take caution she would have to she would make me and this was in middle school she would make me watch lifetime 
movies that are like <laughs> women. She literally did. Oh my god, I'm gonna go share this link with her. I'm sorry, and, you Jamie. know, as I'm sharing this story. But the thing is that she would do that. She's like, Pirela, you have to watch this movie, and I would watch it with her, and it would be some sort of female issue related of like her getting raped of, I mean, unfortunately getting, you know, attacked like this. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like blurt it out like that. I'm not trying to trigger anybody, but I was thinking about the lifetime movies, but anyways, many women issue related. There we go. Many women issue related where it's like, you have to learn this. You have to be cautious. You have to pay attention. And I'm like rolling my eyes, hardcore parkour. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Fine, we'll watch it and this, that, and the third. Um, so that was like my sense of warped of reality, where it's like my mom's way of teaching me about sex, but the the issues about you know sex related issues in women. It, it's like you have to watch this lifetime movie, period. You know, and it's kind of like whoa. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but it gets I mean, so warped in every way. Do you? But here's the question, though: <laughs> Still watch lifetime movies? Not anymore. After all that, oh, I'm okay. like, I, get so <laughs> I was just asking if it, like, if it, if it started to seep in, like it started to seep in, and then you basically were like, oh, I like now I watch it because it's just sort of like a comfort at this. Or do you watch? Or is 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 the replacement for that now murder podcasts or whatever? Because that's the other big thing. People are all up probably, probably. But see, my mom got me into, and she didn't do that on purpose. She was just like casually watching S. SU no SVU I was gonna say SUV look at me be a clown <laughs> but she said she had a SVU special victim unit and then she, she she was watching a random episode and I casually kind of caught it in the middle and I started being roped in on it I'm like whoa like yeah that happened and my both in my mom and myself so we watch an episode and we're all trying to catch the mystery behind it and everything else and now it's like that's our thing sometimes when I see her or when she comes to the house or whatever and yeah, but it's never it, it, like after middle school, I shied away from watching Lifetime of any kind. Like nothing against <laughs> Lifetime. If you watch Lifetime, kudos to you. But I cannot because then it's like it was like a punishment to me. It was kind of like, oh, you have to watch this because you have to be careful, Fiorella. You can't be careless and this guy in the third. And I'm like, oh my God. Or even um, novel. I get paranoid. Like oh, if you are <laughs> In the 80s and 90s, Spanish yeah. was like so, and even now it's so intense. It's like so overdramatic, even more so than, you know, mm. American news. When you tune into the Spanish channels, they, they find a way to really like make it so dramatic that you as a kid, you're like, oh my God, I can't leave my house because someone's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like high under your desk. Those slaps were amazing. Slaps in like novellas oh. were like, oh, <laughs> Like full on hand slap. It was like but that's, damn. That's what I'm saying. That kind of stuff, like you that's that's why I mean it's it's like we're 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 warped in that sense because of what we get exposed to and what things were acceptable, even though in retrospect you look at it and you're like, were they really acceptable? Were they things that I really should have been watching? No. Like maybe maybe not so much. Not. Maybe not. So so with that being said, yes, my twelve year old did watch Aspen Hotel. Yes, she did. She <laughs> <laughs> I am guilty. I am the worst parent no, ever. No, no, she's just extra cool. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh you. no, not yet. Don't say I'm cool yet because actually I was about to say if she watches this, I didn't, she doesn't watch this. She doesn't care about what I do with it. She's just like whatever. She according to her, I have no riz. That's what she said to me. I have no riz. So anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
Wow. So he, I the song that I'm jamming to right now is like a four-year-old song, which is funny to me because actually she likes it. And I don't know if she knows it's like a four-year-old song, but it's by this artist uh Mitski, and it's um washing much ma washing machine heart. And so I am all about that song right now, and she's the one who exposed me to it. And we were and she has a playlist, and when we're usually taking long drives, I'll let her put her playlist on while we're while we're driving and she really gets annoyed with the fact that i start jamming to her music thing to do she's just yeah. like don't like it she's like don't sing along to it no you're not supposed to and i'm like it's catchy it's <laughs> what do you want? Nope. i mean right. if your kid thinks you're cool are you doing parenting right there you go <laughs> <laughs> You're not Nailed wrong. it. <laughs> I'm doing the job. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing the Lord. You're, you're killing her vibe just by just by a parent association. <laughs> <laughs> well, since the Super Bowl, I um I grew up with Usher, so since the Super Bowl, um I cannot stop listening to Bedtime, which is mm, okay. one of his older older albums. I think one of his first albums, if not his second album, uh, Bedtime was in it. So I live under a rock. So yeah, a lot of 80s and 90s music and like 90s R&B right now is probably what's on my playlist. Um, and then as far as Spanish artists, I grew up with Spanish music. Like I was introduced to Spanish music before, um, I guess, American English, you know, music, like other genres. So a lot of salsa, merengue, eh, rancheras. My parents love Rocío Urcar, like all this stuff. So Oh my God, that's a jam. Those are like, <laughs> like, I want to say like my top Spanish artists are probably like Juan Gabriel, Rocío Urcar, Shakira, of course, Juanes. Um, it's 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 a little hard to just pick one for me. Like there's, it's just that's facts. Yeah, I, think I mean that, that's that's cool, man. I I grew up on that same stuff too, man. I grew up on some Pimpinela, bro. Oh, that was yeah. some Django, some fucking. Uh, I mean, that was the stuff, man. I that's I I mean, when it comes to Spanish music, unfortunately, I'm a little stunted because I still listen to that stuff. Like no, everything, so I, I, a lot of. That's that, yeah. A lot of the the older Spanish stuff. That's, I don't that's... know a lot of the new music. You guys were mentioning some people that I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw out a name, La India. Ooh, oh my god! Oh. Come, on. Come on, listen. Puerto Rican salsa is. Oh yeah. That's like that. Oh yeah, yes. India, but like I grew up with Gran Combo, Willie Colon. Yes, yeah, yes. yep. the ones. But like my my current, like what I love to listen to, which is like my my Spanish theme song of life, is Mark Anthony, um, Vivir la Vida. Okay. Yeah. Oh like yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you can you mom? Can you say that one more time? Vivir la Vida. Um, okay, I just wanted to make sure because earlier you said it with an English sort of lisp. It was like Viviola Vida. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so, give me the straight Viviola Vida. It's the wine. So like, <laughs> that song always hits me deep, and also Preciosa, which is which always makes me cry for some reason. I always tear up. My husband comes into the kitchen and I'm cooking, and I'm I'm listening to a song. He's like, "Why are you crying?" I'm like. <laughs> my island was like okay but um for me is like very uh like anything like and, and puerto ricans are mad dramatic about our island like we are so dramatic but um 
I I feel like that's really it. But I'm also an emo girl, and <laughs> I've been an emo girl since like high school, like The Cure and all that stuff. Like I've always been that. So right now, like Bring Me the Horizon, Sleepwalker, like those are like I'm a big emo girl, and I love. <laughs> We get in the car and it's like, oh, let me put on some music. And it's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. It's like <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's it. Like that, that's the stuff that I love. But forever, forever is always you too. That's the other yeah. comfort zone. But I think like there's this mm-hmm. beautiful balance in music because you know, when people think you're you're cultural and everything, like you have to just love this music and that's it. And in our household, my father was a big Beatles fan. So we would listen to we would listen to the sunset, you know, like Saturday, you wake up at 6 a.m. and mommy's already cleaning and the music is blasting. The music is blasting. Yeah, there it is. Stop, stop, stop. Stop, stop. Mom, 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 stop, 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 stop. You're, you're hitting, you're hitting, you're, you're mining for gold, you're mining for, for, for cool memories and you're hitting too many of them. Too many. You're talking about yeah. Sunday morning. Blasting music, exactly. And it was like, oh my god! And, you know, the, so me, so me, so Lavender never smelled so good. <laughs> that was it. Oh, when I lived wow. in Peru, I mean, when I lived in Peru, much like all of us, Saturday morning music was blasting. If I was asleep, my my either my grandmother or my aunt would come into the room where I slept with my cousins. Like we shared a room. It's like Fiorella, eh, Maria Elena, Italo. All right, come on, let's go. We gotta wake up. I because I was the eldest, we had to. I had to shine the floor, but not just shine the floor. I had to wax it too. So yeah, all right, Fiorella, uh, acá está la cera, then acá el trapo. And get on those knees, start yep. going in circles. And I was like seven or eight. Oh man, but the music was blasting. Like, who is the Prince of England coming to my house? What is going on? Why is it? Yo, my Seriously, why my back? You mean the back of the couch? Who's gonna see the back of the couch? It's like, is someone really gonna go under like the seats and like, like you think that's what people do when they come over mommy, the house? You have, mommy and dad, you got freaking plastic on top of the couches. What are you talking <laughs> about? What are we cleaning here? Seriously. Like, it was like, damn, and every weekend, music and cleaning. And yeah. Church. Yeah. That was it. That was, yeah. Sunday was church, yo. That was That's it. it. All right, so I want to bring it back to related to cosplay stuff again. So I'm going to ask a question, <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and actually, I want you guys to think on this. I want you guys to think. If you could pick one character that's right now, uh, let's say a, a white character. I'm not going to say any other, any other ethnicity. I'm going to say a white character. If you could take a white character that exists right now, and and, and you think they would be a lot more interesting as a Latino Hispanic character. What character would that be? Just pick any, it could be from any genre, any like comic book. Like what would be one that you'd be like, you know what, if this was, this person was Hispanic, it would be, it'd be a game changer. And I bring up the example, like for example, with Namor. Namor, oh, I'm not picking you, Joy. Namor oh. was one that I think I making him. I already got it. I got it. Gojo I, Dad from Jiu Jitsu Kaiser. Because I saw Usher dressed up as Gojo and I got excited. 
I was like, <laughs> I got nice. really excited. Yep. Because he's already a player. And, you know, players, though. So. <laughs> right. All right. Um, I got I got Wonder Woman because uh I mean she's Amazonian and part of not only being Peruvian, my grandmother was from the Amazon in Peru and I actually visited family that live in the Amazon and I was staying there for like I would go almost every year to, to visit for the festivals and stuff like that that they had. And very much it's not what everybody thinks the stereotype of oh, but do they wear straw, like, skirts? And it's like, no, it's just, like, a smaller town. But, yes, they have cars. Some of my uncles and aunts have farms. So, but the thing is, is the fact that I feel like Wonder Woman would be a great character, an interesting character as a Latina because she's Amazonian, breaking the stereotype of, you know, what you see in textbooks and stuff like that, of, like, that's deep, deep in the Amazon of, bordering, you know, Colombia, Brazil, Peru, um, that you see them that they, yes, they are, are in their traditional garments, but the more like, I guess, more like modern civilized, that's the best way to say, it, the more modern civilized are, you know, the ones that are familiar with like TVs and stuff like that. But yeah, Wonder Woman would be bet like the best one because, you know, she evokes strong strong strength and, and and resilience and everything else and i've seen that a lot in my relatives when i went to visit them in the amazon and everything else well you know what's funny joker extreme 36 just beat me to it but there is actually it said when they did a series where stan lee wrote all the characters all the dc characters like the main characters and his wonder woman is a peruvian wonder woman and no. She, yep. I think Brenda, Brenda, didn't you mention yeah. that in the group chat? And I didn't I did. think it was for real. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's, it's for real, real. Like, you could definitely, it, I could see you cosplaying as her just because she's got them guns gonna, and everything. Uh, I'm going to send you some images as soon as I get a chance to uh, fee. So you can, so that's that's your next cosplay project right there. That's uh, it. Okay. Got, All right, bet. Game over. Rokai uh, mentioned a character too that I was going to also mention. Um, she's not a Wonder Woman, but she is a Wonder Girl. We do have a Latina Wonder Girl, which is Yara Yara Flor. I think it is. Amazing. She's Brazilian, That's I believe. Brazilian great. Amazonian. Yeah. Love that. Check me um, from wrong, I'm not sure. <laughs> so I feel like I have two people, but one of them's kind of fucked up. I think his whole image would change if he was Latino or or Hispanic. Um, Homelander. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Why? Why? Because I feel like maybe he would like rethink everything and then be like, no, this is this is pretty. And and you know like. Obviously, he's got some mommy issues, and like you know, <laughs> like we're all about oh, family. Yeah, we've seen so, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all seen it. Um, my second, but that that's just like my fucked up one. My second one, I think, would be, um, I guess, just because like just because today is uh, you know the rabbit hero Mirku's birthday from My Hero Academia. Um, I feel like I would be interested in seeing like a Latino All Might. Because he's like you know the the power the symbol of peace, and like you know you you have like your it's like I said before like it's always like you know the Caucasian people but like you know I would love to see like a symbol of peace that's like Latino or Hispanic and everything like that because then that like feels like more diverse to me. So cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. 
Jamie, what you got? Oh my gosh, I'm still thinking. I'm like going through every character that I ever loved. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the wiki right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, the, for some reason, the first thing that came to my mind, and it's I think it's because when I was growing up, I really loved uh, Sailor Moon. And I would okay. love to see like a Latina like Sailor Scout. I would love that. Exactly. Yeah. I feel right like there. Saturn. Sailor Saturn. I have mm. been you, I have you can That's ask right. you can ask Fee and you can ask Brenda. I said that needs to happen. We need you got you 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 guys need yeah. to put that together yeah. and you that, and you that is what I'm representing country. right now. Like coordinate a sailor scout per country. And that way you got a sailor scout Peru, sailor South Colombia, sailor. Like you got all your sailors yep. right there. I'm just saying. I love that. I mean, yeah. Could, I believe in y'all. I believe in all of y'all. <laughs> y'all could do it. Even I if just want to point up. out. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to point out this comment. Instead of Homelander drinking breast milk, he drinks Coquito. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I still have two bottles of Coquito in my fridge downstairs. Like, all right, I'm coming over. Bye, everybody. I'm coming over. To yeah. Wait, give me, wait me that bottle. I'm coming. I'm coming. So in the comments, also, they actually put somebody put Batman and somebody put Catwoman. Which I think actually would be very interesting to see, actually, especially especially Hispanic Batman. I think that would that, that would be uh, that would be interesting. I was gonna say I thought Catwoman did have <laughs> some sort of Latina roots. I think it depends on the writer. Okay. Sometimes yeah. she's Russian. Sometimes she's like pseudo Latina. Yeah. But actually, I think that's <laughs> pseudo. Like, like that. Kyle Rayner. <laughs> sometimes yeah. he's Mexican. Sometimes he's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Catwoman. All right, Joey. You got any picks? Uh, so the first one that came to mind, because a lot of people like to associate her with like, like if they were going to fan cast this character, they would pick Taylor Swift. And I'm very vehemently against that. Okay. Uh, so I would pick Dazzler. Oh, I would, like, and us talking about music so much. Like yes. I definitely see her being more of a Shakira type singer or like Selena than the aforementioned other person. I'd I love that. <laughs> Because she is, I think she's incredibly overlooked and underrated. I love Dazzler. Yeah. So that would be my pick. I love that. I like that idea too. Ooh. I think the only one that comes to mind for me is probably Gambit, just because I feel like he's already Ooh. so spicy. And I know it sounds, no, it sounds but he's a ladies' man. He's sort Daddy. of like in between. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Gambit would be a nice little. I can see the I can see Gambit being a Dominican. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I can one hundred percent see that. As a matter of fact, now that you say that, now I'm gonna have to be Dominican Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Dominican Gambit. So you. We need to see it. We need to see it. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Yes, we need to see. Or Captain or Captain Boomerang. Except I got some platanos, and I just be like. <laughs> Throwing yes. those platanos all over the place. Um, <laughs> the Maduros. The Maduros. Wait, no. <laughs> that was a trap, yummy. That was a trap. I fell for it. Um, she said, gotcha. <laughs> um, 
I think actually all the mainstays are actually pretty good. Um, every that everybody picked. Actually, I don't know if everybody actually got a chance to say. I think Joseph picked. hasn't picked. Oh, Joseph. I have one. I do. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> it's probably going to be like a real big generic answer, but I think Superman. Uh, yeah. He's already pretty like Latino uh, coded. He's an immigrant to the whole entire planet, not just a country. You know, he has to deal with being an outsider and uh, not being a minority and a majority. Um, he deals with not feeling like he belongs and he has to deal with anti-alien Semitism, which could just be, you know, just a metaphor for immigration and how people feel against that. So I think that'd be really cool. I love that one. Uh, yeah. Rebecca, that, that, would, that would be really cool. I will actually say, I do like, and I, you know, and this segues a little bit into this because I feel like with these characters, especially now in movies and stuff like that, we've gotten a lot of Latino um, castings. Like, obviously, they just announced, you know, uh, Pedro Pascal as as Mr. Fantastic. And that is the whitest of white, 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 super white, 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 white characters in any of the universes. And they got Pedro Pascal, but look at actually the MCU. When you look at that, you look at Namor, who again traditionally actually was was initially coded more as Asian. So that was actually a very interesting that they went the, the direction that they did. But you got actually you do have people, you know, obviously America Chavez and, and and stuff like that. But then also you have to you, you look at like you know um, I'm trying to think actually right off the top, Salma Hayek is one of the Eternals. Yes, I know people have an issue with the Eternals, but let's call let's let's call out the good things about it. Some it would be great. <laughs> by the way, yeah. but, uh, you know, it would be the, silly. The original that movie could have been amazing. Had a great concept, but yeah, yeah. But don't do it. Justin. We're gonna <laughs> disagree. I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it should have been slammed the way. I it I don't think it was that bad. Either, but I know a lot of people have a lot of issues with that movie. I I thought it was good. I thought it was. It, you know, yeah. It, I think it was good too. I don't think it was bad at all. It was good. Just I think the movie was a little bit too long, and maybe it would have benefited if they split the movie in half into two movies. Yeah, there was too much, too much going on, too much people, too many time periods that they I had to go through. Came out at the wrong time. It should have come out somewhere in between the rest of like the first phase. Like it shouldn't mm -hmm. have. I don't think yeah. it should have waited to when they did. When people were like, "What? What the hell is this?" But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I wanted true. to bring up one thing about the fact that Pedro, everybody's like, oh, Pedro Pascal, he's going to be. But the original uh, Fantastic Four movie, Jessica Alba was super. That's Reed. true. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Was, yeah. That was a big deal. That was a big deal because people were like, oh, she's not really blue eyed or. But then they did everything in their power to make her look like a white woman. And it was. Yes. That is also yeah. true. Like, was she, was she's Latino in real life, but was she Latina in the movie? <laughs> No, I don't think it's so. Yeah, it's what Hollywood does best. Yes, absolutely. Didn't she say she almost quit acting after those movies or something like that? Like she just didn't want to deal with it anymore. I think so. I mean, if you ever watch Amer um, America Ferrera, when she she did a TED talk on that and just how difficult it was, uh, you know, to she won an Emmy for you know her work as um, Ugly Betty, and then that yeah. was the last time a Latina won an Emmy for years and years and yeah. years. And, you know, she talks about that. And when in the Barbie movie, I was so, I okay, so here's the two things. Seeing um, uh, a movie of that type of pop culture uh, significance, because I was a, I was a Barbie um, aficionado and collector. And I actually had, I had a Puerto Rican Barbie as well. 
I still have her. And what I was shocked was when I went to see Barbie, I didn't know America Ferrara was in the movie. Why? Because they didn't tout her. They didn't say, oh my God. They gosh, didn't advertise her that much, no. She wouldn't advertise that much, yeah. Not at all. And I was shocked to see her in the movie. And I was more shocked to see how significant her role was, how powerful she was, and the fact that they didn't change her. She yeah. looked like herself. They didn't do anything, not to her accent. Because, you know, I, I watched this TED Talk from like years earlier. She's the same exact way. And I was very proud of that for her because she is amazing. And but I thought to myself, why didn't they? And I feel like they do this in movies and in Marvel and everything. They have these amazing characters who are diverse, but you don't hear about them. You don't see them as much. And I would say that the second and probably not a popular opinion, the second movie for Black Panther was so with Namor was to me far better than the first. It was such a beautiful representation of so many uh, POCs and, and just languages and of these cultures that it, to, I, I felt so proud watching that yeah. movie. You know, I, I thought it was, it was so significant and that movie wasn't even lauded as well, but I, I felt it was very important. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do actually. And, and, and I appreciate the fact that again, I, and to bring back the example of sort of like, you know, whether the character is coded or not coded, you know, mm -hmm. you're getting again, Mr. Fantastic is traditionally a, a very like drawn and created and conceptually created as a white character. Uh, same thing with Moon Knight. Moon Knight was created, you know, and to have these people not necessarily point to them and be like, oh, they are Latino and ergo, you have to be this. No, not, not at all. Gamora, Yes, she's an alien and she's painted green, but again, that's another thing. So I, I do like the fact that there there have been a lot of you know uh, integration into that. I would I'd like to see more actual Latino characters with more of their background and actually that explored. One hundred percent, I would yeah. love to see that. And there's a lot of really cool characters out there that I haven't looked at yet. You know, and I'm not talking about like like real deep cut like whatever characters because I feel like sometimes that's the the, the main argument people are like oh no you have to really go into deep cuts and and all that so no you don't you can you can but find that i don't think that's a problem i mean guardians of the galaxy those entire cast was deep cuts before the movie yeah. came out so yeah, why no, can't true. like a deep cut latino character get a movie you know yeah yeah as long as it's not produced yeah. by sony i don't care <laughs> <laughs> well my my comment about the deep cut is i think sometimes people automatically relegate it to being like well you can't mm. you know, be a deep cut versus yeah. like you know if you wanted to take like there's nothing that says that you can't take again and i will bring this up because it's the most recent one mr fantastic why did why can't he be of latino descent right yeah I mean, he could be 100 there's no reason well, why it's crazy how people lost their minds when deadpool came out and domino was not the regular domino from the comic books yeah what, first of all, I thought she was a total upgrade. And yeah. She was did she receive backlash for that? Because when I saw that, I was like, I love what they yeah. did with everything. They even like color swapped her uh, her domino eye because of her skin color. And I was like, that's that's freaking brilliant. Like the whole the whole look worked. Even there was some backlash on that. <laughs> yeah, there there was, and Robbie, the creator of the character, he stood up and said, really the creator. Oh, the 
honestly, balls you have to have as a creator. That shut it down. And um, I dressed up as her, and he saw my cosplay and posted it on his page. And Vassie was on set and saw my cosplay and told the person that shared it with her that it was cool. Like, you know. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. There was a lot of support around the character. And once, you know, the creator said, this is cool, then who's going to who's gonna say anything? But when I first posted about it, someone um, wrote, you're brave. And for me, Aww. I was just excited to see someone that kind of looked like me to be able to cosplay for the first time because usually they don't. And I was like, brave, you know, that's not even a, a thought. I'm just excited to finally mm. have a representation. You're here. Awesome. You know, Mom, um, I know you were saying about America Ferreira and how you didn't see her being advertised in Barbie. Um, I don't, I, I'm assuming we uh, are in different you know, groups because like I did see the promotional photos and like she wasn't in like, you know, the top five on like Facebook, but she was there for me at least. What yeah. kind of got me pissed off is when the Oscar nominations happened and everybody was like, why isn't Margot Robbie? Why isn't Greta Gerwig? And I literally like shared one of those memes about that. And I like got so mad at everybody because I looked at the list. I did my research. I looked at the list. She's there as best supporting actress. And as soon as I said something, everybody changed their minds. They're just like, oh, oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. Like America Ferrer is there. You're, you're, I was just like, she was there. She's the one you guys cried over in the movie theater. She's the yes. one who said that amazing speech. Greta yes. was, Greta was there as well as, you know, and so is Margot for like, I think it's what production or whatever, but she yeah. was the one and she is always, she's always been the one that's been advocating for, yeah women's rights, for diversity. She's always yeah. the one that's like always oh. talking about everything. And like she, if you, it, I haven't seen that TED talk that you were talking about, but I've seen like all the clips on, on Instagram of her. And like, she's just a phenomenal talker that like, if, if I were to meet her, I would be speechless. I would start crying. I would just like, I would not know what to say. And that's just, that's just me. Like I just kept telling all my friends. And as soon as I said, She's there as best supporting actress, who is far more important in my opinion than yeah. Barbie herself. 100%. Everybody, everybody changed their minds. Everybody's just like, "Oh, okay, no, no, you're right, you're right." And I was just like, "Damn right, I'm right." <laughs> like, <laughs> Her TED talk is called "My Identity Is My Superpower." That's that's it's okay. Really yeah, good. that's the one. That's the one that I've I've seen clips of. I just haven't been able to see the whole thing. I've, I've seen clips of that one too. It was I don't remember what she said, but a lot of it was pretty powerful. Yeah, it was. I did it in the lessons with my students, and um, it's the entire TED talk is completely beautiful. But she does talk about Hollywood and the things they told her how she didn't sound Latina enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. What What am I auditioning for? Chola number one, pregnant chola number two, or you know, like drug <laughs> addict number three. And she said that she talked about a lot about Hollywood and how she just didn't fit in. And the first time I ever saw her was in uh the Yaya sister. The I'm sorry. The um sisterhood. Oh, the, the sisterhood. Yeah. Yep. 
and I saw her in that, and she does play a Latina girl who is who is not accepted. Like she feels she's not accepted by her father's new family. And there are many things that I feel like when we look at our pop culture, we look at our cosplays, we look at our comics, and we look at there is still so much more to do. There is still yeah. so much work that has to be done because the representation is not there. And she said something that was very powerful, which does that does transcend into what we have, that our cultures don't make money. Mm-hmm. That we are, we are not valuable based on how much money we can bring in. And yet the Barbie movie would not be the Barbie movie without America Ferrara's character mm-hmm. or that speech. Yeah. No one remembers and, anything Barbie said, but they rem- everyone remembers that speech. And yeah. I think it also shows that, you know, like she, you, you don't ever see like a, a Hispanic woman, like, you know, with, with a family. You don't mm-hmm. see them with like a, a loving spouse who's trying to learn Spanish so that they can talk to them. You don't see yeah. them with like, you know, with just one kid. Um, You don't see them in, you know, anything that's like not stereotypical, like, you know, job wise, they're always like a maid or a cook or like just a stay at home mom. Yep. So the fact that she was there and she was just like, no, this is my character. And I'm going to be the uh, basically breadwinner of the of the household. We're going to have one kid. And even though my husband is American, he's going to be learning how to, you know, talk in Spanish. So that way we can communicate. So like, that's, that's, that's what I also loved because, and, and not only that, but like, she also kind of, she also kind of dealt in the whole like mental health thing, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I loved even more, you know, like she, I, I actually, I, I actually went and commented on her Instagram and I was like taken aback because she actually really, she actually liked it. I was like, thank you so much for letting um, the dark, crazy, weird, uh, thank, thank you so much for highlighting the dark, crazy, weird Hispanic girls. And like, she, she loved it. And I was just like, oh my God, uh, like Senpai noticed me. <laughs> like, come on, it was, it was so great. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. That's really that's and I mean I, I think there's there you could we could dedicate an entire podcast to that movie just to just to pick it apart stuff like that, so that or not pick it apart but basically like 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 talk about um, all of the many things actually and, and the, the incredible things that it touches upon and how yes what the Oscar what the Oscars and the nominations did basically cemented everything that the movie was communicating but you know hey that's that's another podcast for another day but. I know someone has has some chicken waiting for them, so I'm gonna go ahead and start the wrap up of this. I'm sorry, I decided I decided this podcast. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lean on on Moff the cosplayer. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, so where the last question I have for you guys is where can we find you? Where on social media? What what projects are you working on? Just just a, a brief little couple of things. Just where can we find you? And you know where also what are the projects that you're working on right now? And I'll start from the bottom to the top with Ivelisse. What are you working on? What's uh where can we find you? It's Evie.cosplay, and I need to learn how to roller skate better. So that my moon girl, I do her with the inflatable dinosaur, but I would love to instead do her just roller skating. And I'm great at roller skating. I'm not great at stopping. 
And that at a business market <laughs> doesn't work as well. So I have to figure out my my how to break well, how to circle around and stuff. All right. So so the next project is actually we're all going skating. We're going to the skating ring. Got it. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> I will right. break an angle. Please don't. Yes. Feel, feel, <laughs> trip, feel trip. All right. Itch it. What you got? Uh, so you could find me on Instagram or Blue Sky under Stitch It Felix. Um, and something I'm working on is what am I working on? Um, I'm going to be at WonderCon uh, at the end of March in Anaheim. And I am a part of this event called the Hellfire Gala. So for that, um, for those of you who read the X-Men comics, they do the health, they do the Hellfire Up Gala event once every year and all, all the X-Men characters and Marvel characters wear all these red carpet gala looks. Um, so for that, I chose to do Namor and um, I chose to do the MCU version of Namor. So um, he doesn't have like a, he doesn't have a look in there that's, you know, representative of the MCU. So I uh, did a creative take on it and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to put it together. Um, I'm gonna debut it there and it's gonna be heavily influenced by his movie look as well as, I don't even know how to describe it. Just a, <laughs> just, it's just a beautiful red carpet, uh, infused with a beautiful red carpet look. So I, I'm so excited to show that off. We're, we're excited to see it actually. So Brenda. Yes. Demon. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Brenda Mercedes. Uh, right now, I am working on a Moxie and Millie from Hell of a Boss. Um, alongside of uh, Hasbin Hotel, my boyfriend and I are going to be doing, hopefully, Adam and Loot. Um, what else? I am. I, I would really love to do the Sailor Scouts, you know, country-wise. Um, if anybody else is, you know, thinking about joining um what else i i don't know like i just trying to see like what is good and yeah right. so. yummy what are you working on and where can we find you so you guys can find me on instagram um at the yummy geek uh, right now actually right before the pandemic i had started uh, my food and cosplay series which was pretty much going to local restaurants around here in cosplay and highlighting the food, highlighting the restaurant. And I do have, you know, I, I had to stop because of COVID, but I'm starting again. And I have a collaboration with a Latino owned restaurant at the end of this month. So I'm really excited. I'll be cosplaying Linda. It's a Latin food, but it also has a lot of burgers with like Latin twists and things like that. So I'm excited to work with like the local community in cosplay um, so yeah, that's what I've ha what I have coming up in March. Are you gonna be cosplaying Linda Belcher? Yes, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually that particular right. restaurant. Was, it was the first restaurant that did a collaboration with me when I started food and cosplay, um, and the chef and owner actually dressed up like Bob. So it was so great. Oh, to that's so cool. Oh, that's the best. Um, but I think this time I'm collaborating with another. Uh, foodie content creator who's going to be dressing up as Louise and we're going to be highlighting the restaurant as well as doing some fun content within that restaurant. So yeah, it'll be fun. Nice. No, that's great. <laughs> Jamie, where can we find you and what are you working on? Um, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram under Jamie Bear Fancy Pants. I'm also just trying to get back into streaming the new Final Fantasy yesterday. So right. you can find me on Twitch at Jamie Bear Fancy Pants. 
Um, and I have a few cosplays coming out. Next weekend is AwesomeCon in Washington, D.C. So I hope to see people there. Uh, but yeah, just little odds and ends. Nice. Okay. Flower, where can we find well, you? Well, you can find me on Instagram. Um, and in terms of what I'm working on, uh, it's a little bit up in the air. I technically should be starting at least planning on something. I, cause I know Dragon Con is literally around the corner. Believe it or not, people will be like, it's so many months ahead. It's true. <laughs> but watch, in two weeks, it's going to be like, oh my God, I got a crunch. So I do have. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like yeah, five months in, away, in, right? In, God, in I can't believe it's so close. Time, <laughs> we are halfway there. So, you know. Um, <laughs> but I do have like two cosplays in mind. I just don't want to yell it out yet because I'm not 100%. Like almost everything else that I do, I'm never 100%. So it's more okay. like it, you'll you'll see it when I post it. That's the best answer I can give you. I know one of them is an <laughs> anime character that I'm gonna put my a firecracker on my foot to make sure that I just get going and do it because I already have the sword for this said character. I think a buddy is gonna come to Dragon Con for the first time, and hopefully we can do like a duo character. So we'll see where that goes. Um, hopefully, yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely find me on Instagram. You'll see me post mostly stories and crap posts. So there's that. Oh, but I'll definitely debut my onesie, my Charizard onesie at Dragon Con. So watch oh, me nice. get drunk in my Charizard onesie. So there, there's that. <laughs> you see me, Mo. I will not hide that I will get drunk at Dragon Con. So. I'm just saying, as long as you eat and drink water at least a couple of oh. times, then I'm good. And get, and get at yeah. least a couple of hours sleep, we're good. Um, Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Mom, what? Where can we find you? What other? What other? What other uh, Instagrams do you have? And what are you working on? Okay, so I uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Threads, TikTok, everything under Mom the Cosplayer. But I also run Moms of Cosplay on Instagram and Threads, where I highlight um, um, moms of all types um, who cosplay, and it's really fun. Um, Yummy has been in it as well. She's been highlighted because she's amazing. And uh, if you guys know any other moms who want to be um, highlighted, please. Uh, there's another, there's another mom. Where, where's my finger? Diagonal this way. There's another there mom go. right there. there. Okay. DM me. You'll, you'll, yeah, we'll represent you too. Love all my moms of cosplay. Um, and uh, what am I working on? So I am working on, I have Trish from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because I'm a Joe bro. And, you know, um, I also have Cammy from Street Fighter. That one's coming out soon. Mm -hmm. I have, I am working on, I don't know if anyone watches um, Chainsaw Man. But yeah. I'll be doing Power, but Power when she's, not dressed and dirty in the forest. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. That's so yeah, so I'm working on that, but you know, we'll, we'll see. She has how her that kitty. Comes. She has her kitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, but um, I even have a cat that I have to paint, but that's coming out soon. And I know this isn't cosplay related, but I'm also a painter and um, I'm actually a legally blind artist. So I will be showcasing my paintings with other blind artists at the Albany International Airport in May. So that is something wow. I'm 
right oh, now. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Represent yeah, our yeah, right. uh, disabled but unable cosplayers and artists out there. Nice. Awesome. All right. Joey, what do you have to share with us today? Uh, so I will be also at WonderCon in March. Uh, I think I'm going to bring my Hellfire Gala outfit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I'm not, like, in the walk. And I, my partner uh, and I are going to be doing the 90s X-Men versions of Kitty Pride and Storm. Yeah. Because we, we love them. <laughs> and <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm not going to call it X ever. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say X, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want to call it that." I'm not. No, I don't. Stop sense. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not saying X. <laughs> it's sweeter. Um, as far as I'm concerned, actually, I am I'm Dominican Knight. You can find me at, at Dominican Knight um, in all the platforms that I think I'm on Instagram, probably mainly. I'm currently working on an ulcer. Um, I feel like it's really <laughs> cultivating and really just working. With really, just, <laughs> some stones are no. really like getting in there. That's a little. That's a little uh, uh, old man humor. But I am, huh? We're gonna start a GoFundMe for my Atlanta. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, as far as what I'm working on, I am actually working on a Wolverine because you know what? X-Men 97 is coming back, so you got to have your X-Men stuff there. I also have another couple of things that I don't want to announce just yet just because I don't know where they're going direction-wise, but I'm sure that they will come together at some point. Um, and I think I announced one of them on, it, on Instagram before. Uh, but all that to be said, I, I also um, I'm planning on attending Momocon this year and Dragon Con. Um, I gotta try to see if I can fit in a couple of other cons in there. Um, there's a there's one coming up here locally in Atlanta called Hair of the Dragon. It's a big photo shoot party. Um, really, really cool. If you find yourself in Atlanta, look that up, Hair of the Dragon. Um, it's next weekend, actually. Um and of course, DragonCon. Brenda and I, we we have we're we're volunteers at DragonCon. Mm -hmm. We moderate. We do all the fun stuff there. Uh, I actually have a. Sorry, I meant to also showcase. Yes. I actually have yes. the DragonCon group too. Yes. Um, the Amigos of the DragonCon, where last year we were able to showcase at least like 30, 40 of us there. And I love to tell everybody about it because the first year we did it, it was like ten of us this uh recently it was like about 30 40 of us and we all had our nationality flags as well and we were even in like a music a con music video it was just like the ladies but it was just it was awesome i was like oh my god this, this actually facebook, happened what's the facebook group called again amigos the dragon con I'm okay, not gonna say. Cool. I'm not gonna say Dragon Con. I can't. Where to find it? Amigos the Dragon Con is on Facebook. You can find it. it's a group. It's run by by Brenda, mm -hmm. and uh, you know. And if you ever find yourself at Dragon Con, you know, obviously come and join the group. Yeah, we, we're 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 growing. We are growing. Yep. And then we also have panels too. We have actually. Yeah, I think I actually Dragon Con will probably have. We'll have another panel just like this with another group of amazing Latino, Latinx, Hispanic cosplayers. So up until that point, I am so happy. Thank you all for participating in this. You guys were freaking amazing. I 
we talked about all the things we did. I think we did it. I think we solved all the pro all the world's problems in this podcast. Like, yeah. like, all right, let's everybody. cheers with Coquito. <laughs> yes. Celebrate with some Coquito. Exactly. Or whatever you think of choice is. Um, but thank you guys again for joining. Thank you, everyone, to the audience, to to these amazing cosplayers. Please make sure to follow them. They are amazing artists and they are just the bestest ever and you know and we'll see you again i'm sure we'll do this again i hope we do it again actually don't you guys i hope guys so too. yeah yeah i'm following I you now yes all right well you guys have a great night thank you again and you. Uh, i will see you guys next time take care okay. bye. Thank you. bye bye everybody bye. <laughs>